0: This is Carissa,
1: and this is Simon, and we're Be the Book Room. Today, we'll be discussing The Grace of Wild Things by Heather Fawcett.
0: Grace has never been good at anything except magic. Not that anyone believes her. While other children are adopted from the orphanage, nobody wants grace. So she decides to make a home for herself by running away and offering herself as an apprentice to the witch in the nearby woods. After all, who better to teach Grace to use her magic? Surely the witch can't be that bad. But the
1: witch is that bad. She steals souls for spells and gobbles up hearts. So Grace offers her a deal. If she can learn all the hundred and a half spells in the the witch's grimoire, the witch will make Grace her apprentice. But if Grace fails, the witch can take her magic. witch agrees, and soon an unexpected bond develops between them. But the spells are much harder than Grace expected, and with a monster from the witch's past threatens the home Grace has built, she may have to sacrifice more than her magic to save it.
0: Inspired by Anne of Green Gables, this is a magical story of found family, loss, and the power of a girl's imagination. I have to admit... I loved this book like more than I have loved a book in a very long time.
1: So does it uh, go on your charts? I don't know. Let's go with the set, set the bar at this, The Wizards
0: of Once. Oh, I I oh that's kind of hard. But um, I would actually say I enjoyed it in some ways more than they're different books. Although there are actually far more similarities now that you mention it and I think about it. So I I just I I loved the whimsy. I loved Grace's runaway imagination. So if you have an imaginative kiddo, uh this this is a book for them. This is just it's it, it's delightful and I really enjoyed it. So I would say I love it as much as I love The Wizards of Once and possibly more. How about you?
1: Well, that's pretty high praise. I did think it was a good book, but I don't think I can put it above The Wizards of Once.
0: Yes, I I have wondered. That's fair. There's um I, there's more complexity to The Wizards of Once and to that story and different lines running through it, so I can understand how you would like that one better. For um for The Grace of Wild Things, I was worried that you boys might think it was too silly.
1: It was pretty silly. It was a pretty silly book.
0: And and I wonder if my frame of reference to Anne of Green Gables is the other reason why I enjoyed it. Although, to be fair, I don't remember much about Anne of Green Gables. It's now going to be a book I have to go back and reread because of The Grace of Wild Things.
1: So, uh, I heard you had quotes
0: list? Well, I listened to this on audio, and because I was enjoying the story so much, I think I walked the dog more that week than probably the entire month of March um, so that I could listen just a little bit longer. So my quotes list isn't as long as it might normally be, especially because I just loved all of the... Melodrama around Grace, and did I mention poetry? I loved the poetry <laughs> in this book.
1: No, none of us have, neither of us have mentioned the uh, the poetry
0: yet. Poetry. Where can poetry be found in the book?
1: Uh, at the start of every chapter. And what are the poems
0: typically about? Birds. Of all things. So, uh, but I love this interaction okay. that Grace has with her new teacher in this new town. Um, who Grace uses the word scullion as a, an insult for another student at the class. And when she tells, she gets in trouble for what she does, but the teacher brings her a book of Shakespeare and tells her that she hopes, um, or no, I'm sorry. She brings her a book of poetry because she liked Shakespeare And here's Grace's reply. Oh, I adore poetry, Grace said. Though I don't really care for Shakespeare. He's a bit of a show-off, isn't he? All those big, long speeches and his betwixt this and wherefore art that. A person could go cross-eyed with confusion reading poetry like that. No, me and wind. I mean, I prefer plain, hearty poetry, the kind you can really sink your teeth into. (laughs) I don't know why that that passage makes me laugh so much. It made me laugh so much that I actually pulled it out of the book before the boys had listened to it and shared it with them because I think many people might feel similarly about Shakespeare's poetry. Although it's funny because some of the poems that Faucet pulls are not a whole lot easier than Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, please don't go sink your teeth into any poetry books. Just read them.
0: But it—it's just there's there's a level of whimsy in the in this book that I think really drew me to it. So,
1: which character would you say was the most whimsical? Oh,
0: that one's a little tough. So, I would say I hate to choose Grace, but I, it, but Grace is the most whimsical.
1: You know what? That's changed. Let's change the question. That's feel, it feels like the obvious. Although answer. Daisy
0: Bean is also pretty whimsical. She has a very different role in the book, but I would say that she's whimsical.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's a good comparison to make.
0: And And, uh, and, and you, uh, is there another whimsical character that you would have identified? Serena. Oh, see, I didn't think of Serena as being whimsical. She was much more down to earth.
1: Pretty whimsical.
0: Even though her own parents described her as unladylike, I wouldn't have. She was a lot more practical. Like, Grace definitely had her head in the clouds. Possibly Patrick, speaking of clouds, Patrick could also have been described as whimsical, I think. Although that's an interesting adjective for a cloud that character, but you'll have to read more to find out why the witch was not whimsical at all, (laughs) but I loved the witch's character nonetheless.
1: Again, it's the whole, uh, crumpy old master thing. It it is so and I, we love it. We love it here. So
0: I it. I really enjoyed the way that Fawcett plays plays with kind of old tropes and reimagined them. And that's what's so wonderful about reading books, even if you have a sense for the same storyline. Authors put their own spin on it. And it's just such a lovely. It's it's a lovely story. You kind of knew I didn't guess the exact ending, but you kind of knew what was going to happen yeah. at the end. Um so so it's not necessarily surprising from that perspective. I didn't think, but I just I just ate up the entire story. Even on our my second listen through it with you guys, I have enjoyed it more and more. And we received this book from as part of our Alcrate Jr. subscription, it was the February box, uh, which was just such a fun box. And it came with a custom cover. So in the audiobook cover, it's green on green. And this one is blue with pink writing. And again, I just love everything about this book. <laughs> so mom's. If you were an Anne of Green Gables fan, I highly recommend you give this one a read through. Or take a listen, because they're both great. We borrowed it from the library, by the way. And that's how we listened to the audiobook on this one. We really, really like our public libraries and um, support them a great deal. So anything else that you wanted to add about any of the characters? Who do you think would like this book? I know I just asked two questions in quick succession. So, first question: Anything else to add about the characters in this book? Uh no, except that I really liked Rum. I—that's the one I was thinking about when I asked. When I also asked about the other books, so I—I um, I loved Rum's character as well. And which the, the snowmen—they're uh, <laughs>
1: probably I, the funniest part of the book. I—I I loved that own, part. In my own
0: opinion, I—I I loved that part of the book. <laughs> And what I really loved was the witch's reaction to it. <laughs> what is that in my backyard? <laughs> it was fantastic. So um here's a couple of Rita likes that I thought of. Um the first one is Love Sugar Magic, which is by Anna mariano
1: i remember that one that one was really good i really enjoyed that one i have to go reread that so find it
0: so that this was another book series introduced to us by owl crate um we received the first book in one of their boxes uh there are now three books in the series and so that is one that i wanted to mention because if you if you like witches and magic i highly recommend it um if you like fairies And the addition of fairies. Oh, yes. I suggest Midsummer's Mayhem by Ranjani LaRocca. Because it is a reimagining and a retelling of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. So there are some fairies within that book as well. Uh, And so those, those were two that came to my mind as being some lovely read-alikes. And Alcrate actually had someone put together a blog post about some other read-alikes, that, three of which I wasn't familiar with. So we'll link to that in our episode description so that you can take a look at that as well. So lots of lots of books similar to this that you might enjoy. But the two I mentioned are different enough that it won't feel like you're reading the same book over and over again.
1: Well, I do think that that about wraps it up. I would agree. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one.
0: This is Carissa,
1: and this is Simon, and we're Be the Bookworm.
0: Thank you so much for all of your support and all of your listens. Come join us over on Instagram, where this month we are participating in Middle Grade March. You can see what we're reading there. And we also plan to participate in Mary Hannah Wilson's Literary Mayhem, which is a hero versus villains March Madness bracket. Come join the fun.
1: You can follow us on your preferred podcast player so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.